Well, welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Shannon. And I'm Corey. And we're so glad that you're joining us today, wherever you're listening from. And as we say each and every single week, those of you joining us on YouTube, thank you for joining us. I honestly just want to pause and say thank you to those of you who not only listen, but have been loving the podcast so much that you've actually been showing up to Hill City, whether that's in person or online watching our sermons. This past Sunday was incredible. We had four or five uh, people come out that only heard of us by finding the podcast. And now they've come out to worship with us. We had a few people joining us online that found us through the podcast. And I just think that is amazing. So pretty cool. So thank you so much for joining us. Also, to those of you who have been sharing this podcast, this is what this leads to connection and life, because we do believe that life is better connected. And so thank you for sharing. And if you haven't already done so, share this episode, like it. it, review it, rate it, subscribe to YouTube if that's where you're joining us from and uh, continue to spread the word uh, about this podcast if you find it to be a good resource, to be helpful uh, or just enjoyable. I know a lot of people yeah. just say, yeah, we just really love listening to you and yeah, the, the stuff you talk about is great, but we just like getting to know you and your personality. So we really appreciate that. We really sure. do. And uh, it's been crazy that this has been going on now for over three years. This past week, was it January 20th? Yeah, we released our first episode. Um, so I got the reminder on Facebook, yeah. and then uh, what's funny is we did that meme um, with our it. hands crossed. I'm gonna I'm gonna share it this week. Or if you have, uh, was it like a Bernie Sanders? It is was, that the guy? Yeah, Bernie. Bernie Sanders meme. So that's like the time frame that we started this podcast. But it's uh, so funny. There but, are COVID masks. Yeah, oh, but we uh, we just want to say thank you for joining us in this journey. We're yeah. still having fun. So. As long as we're having fun doing this, we're going to keep it rolling. And as long as we get listeners like you who give us feedback and let us know this is making a difference in your life, in your spiritual journey, um, whatever that may look like for you, we are going to continue this as long as we get that feedback. So reach out, let us know um, maybe how this podcast has been blessing you. Again, we say it each and every single week. Um, We appreciate you so much for uh, just tuning in and allowing us to process sometimes good word. before we preach or before we communicate it to someone else, we kind of just get in this room and, uh, just kind of talk and, you know, um, dialogue about some sometimes, um, crazy topics, sometimes off the wall topics, but sometimes topics that need to be discussed, uh, yeah. in today's world. So anyway, speaking of in today's world, we are right in the middle of the NFL playoffs. This past Sunday, is this I the actually, question of the week? it is question of the week. <laughs> I had the opportunity to go hang out at Corey's house oh, no. while the Lions were playing. And let me just let you know, it was a very interesting day um, to watch a Lions fan. Now, what you have to remember if you don't follow football is that <laughs> the Lions have been God awful for Corey's entire life. Entire life. And so they just won a second round playoff game for the first time ever, maybe? Uh, no. No? But first time since 19. In your lifetime. 91. Well, not in my <laughs> lifetime, but I was four years old the last time it happened. Okay. So um, so this is where we're at in his journey. And yeah. so let me just say that uh, he got maybe a little bit crazy at times, uh, yelling at the TV at times, yelling at the refs at times, yelling at players who obviously cannot hear him, but he thinks that they can. Just let, wow. Corey, let our listeners in on your journey of what it's like watching the Lions play in the playoffs. Well, the reason why he's taking a shot at me right now is because we are going to talk about sanity and insanity. And I think what you're re- referencing right here is how insane I am to watch a Lions football game. Yeah, possibly. Which is... 
is fair. But like you said, we haven't had this type of excitement for the city of Detroit, specifically in football, in my lifetime, in my adult lifetime. And it is crazy. It is insane to be a Lions football fan. And I am not someone who's fun to watch a game with when I actually care about the outcome. I do get a little bit uh, raunchy yeah. with my language. Well, I, I want to actually commend you, though, for still caring about the Lions. I'm at the point in my mm-hmm. life, most of the sports teams that I follow, specifically the Indiana Hoosier basketball team, um, has been so awful for so long. And we should be better than what we are. And I think in the last 20 years, we've had like three decent seasons in 20 years. Most of our rivals aren't rivals anymore. They just continue to win and beat us every single game. Yeah. And there is no like joy around March Madness and tournament time. And so honestly, I'm to the point that, and I hate that I'm going to say this out loud, that I don't even really care about sports that much Fair anymore enough. because I've just been let down so many times in the last 20 to 30 years that I I don't care anymore. And mm-hmm. so the fact that you still, you know, yeah. care. Hey, I was a faithful Lions fan through the 0-16 <laughs> season. So I was still watching, hoping for just yeah. a victory. No, I hear <laughs> but you. Yeah, man, we put Barry Sanders into early retirement. We put Calvin Johnson into early retirement. And then we right. traded our franchise quarterback, which, by the way, has been looking like a fantastic trade for Detroit. And I just love it. I love Dan Campbell. I love the culture. If you haven't watched Hard Knocks and you like this kind of stuff, even if you don't like sports, you'll enjoy culture being created. Uh, three years, I don't know if you know this, three years to the day when they won uh, this past weekend against uh, the Buccaneers, it was three years to the day that Dan Campbell's hour-long interview in his first uh, in his acceptance speech to take the Detroit Lions where he told people that Detroit was going to be so tough to play against because we're going to bite people's kneecaps off. And if you watch that game, that's what it's like playing the Detroit Lions. And I love it. I'm here for it, baby. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little fired So he up, is passionate so. about it, and he did act uh, a, little a little insane. Little and that insane. like leads us to the podcast that we're going to talk about yep. today. Again, just a, re- a reminder that we have been in this podcast really talking about navigating mind fields, mm-hmm. things about our thought life um, that eventually control our entire life. Yeah. And really making sure that we have a good grasp on that so that we can live whole, healthy, full lives. And it starts with um, with a healthy thought life yeah. and getting right that mental fitness in check. And so today what we're going to do is talk about our sanity um, and how to not lose that sanity and things that rob us of our sanity. So why don't you just go ahead and open up yeah. the episode. We have to become consciously aware of our thoughts because when you think about sanity and insane and whatnot, right? What the famous quote is like, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different different results. results. And you can even look at this through the lens of scripture and see different people historically who lost sanity and gained sanity simply by the way that they thought and then their actions were transpired because of the way that they thought. In fact, one of the most evil dudes who historically to ever live is Nebuchadnezzar. And I'm not going to spend time here explaining why he's most one of the most evil men who have ever lived. But in Daniel 4:34, it tells us that Nebuchadnezzar, his sanity was restored based on the way that he was processing his thoughts, which is cool because sanity means knowledge or power or wholeness of mind. And it's how you make decisions based on truth. And when we say truth here on this podcast, we're talking about Jesus. We're not even necessarily talking about the Bible because the Bible points you to the truth who is Jesus. 
And so according to writer J.K. Chesterton, he says sanity involves wholeness, whereas insanity implies narrowness and brokenness. Think about uh, even Matthew 7, where he talks about the wide and the narrow gate, which we all know that the the narrow gate is retributive. It's no, no, the narrow gate. The is narrow gate is mercy. restorative. It's mercy. Yeah, uh, where the wide gate is retributive. The right. wide gate, and, and it's also talking about the the coming destruction in 70 AD. Wide is the gate which leads to destruction which is staying in Jerusalem and trying to overthrow the Roman Empire, and they ended up killing you because you are retributive, where narrow is the gate where you flee from Israel to avoid the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, which is a mindset of mercy and restoration. And so we actually came up with an acronym. I preached this in December of 2023, and you actually helped me come up with an acronym for sanity, S-A-N-I-T-Y. And we're going to talk about the six areas in our life in the 21st century American culture that six places that tend to rob us of our sanity. Right. And I love what you just said in that definition, like sanity means wholeness of mind. And so that's what we want to have. We don't want it to be broken or shattered or have these, um, you know, different parts of, of our thinking. We want to be whole, complete, healthy in our mind, in our thinking. And yeah, these things rob us. And I want to just give an, you another shout out for putting this together. You said we worked on this together and I might've helped you a little bit, but you brought to me this acronym, which is normally what I tend to do what when I do. preach. Yeah, I, I and you said, hey, inner <laughs> you said, Hey, I, I need a, I need help with a, uh, an acronym for sanity and things that rob it, but you already had all of these. And so you we're just kind of going to go through, we're going to go through these and the first one right off the bat is one of the biggest ones. And I could argue that the rest of the five that we're going to cover lead back to this very first one. So the S insanity, something that robs it is social media, which some of you might even be watching this on social media, the irony. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's, that's the very first point, right? Social media. It's not that it's good or bad, right? Yeah. It's something that's, that's neutral. It's, it's something that it's not either one of those things, but it also just depends on how you're using it or if it's using you, right? right? Um, I know there's a quote that says, socials make a great servant, but a poor master, mm-hmm. right? So it's one of the things where we give it so much attention and so much focus. And sometimes it just becomes a mindless uh, scrolling that <laughs> guilty. like- <laughs> Guilty as yeah, I'm, I'm so guilty of this that it doesn't lead to anything positive in our life. And, and really you think about it like social media, um, basically it spreads so much mis- misinformation. It has killed journalism. You know, what's crazy is I was just scrolling through my feed and there was an article about Indiana basketball that I really wanted to read. I think it was in the Courier journal and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It, the, whatever the heading was, I really wanted to read it. I click on it. It said, Oh, to read this, it's going to cost you two ninety nine per article, or you can sign up for a subscription at so much a month or so much a year. And I'm like, what? Yeah. No. I would just want free media. Like, just tell me the news story because <laughs> that's what we've gotten so used to. Like, I'm Touché. not going to pay to read one article, $3 to read this article. No way. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's just kind of killed journalism uh, in that. But also you got to think about everything that you see on social media is not the truth. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, yeah, I know, right? Um, and it's one of the things where the thing for me with social media that robs sanity more than anything else is comparison. Yeah. Um, cause comparison kills, it kills our joy. It robs us of our joy. Um, and the peace that we have, we, we see somebody else on 
some vacation and we're stuck two years maybe without a vacation. We see somebody posting from inside their home and we're looking at, you know, their decorations or the, the cleanliness of their house. And here I have four kids, four teenage boys at home that just eat us out of house and home. And you got <laughs> bowls everywhere, you know, crap on the floor. What were you about <laughs> to say? Don't, don't <laughs> well, say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, recently we just had to literally go through our entire top floor because popcorn somehow was everywhere and the boys had friends over and the younger boys and they were eating popcorn and it, it literally got everywhere in the couch, under the couch, on the counter. They, they try to throw away, but they didn't make it to the trash can and it's on the floor it's and crazy. it's in the cabinets. It's like, how, how did this happen? Like, I don't yeah. understand. It was down the steps leading to our basement. We found some popcorn in our basement, like in the root, like in the bathroom. I'm like, well, like, were, were you having a popcorn war? Like for real, Probably. can you just tell me this is what why happened? I have like <laughs> a judgment. I don't think anybody should be a life coach if they don't have kids for that reason. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, what's crazy is I'll just give you some statistics, but on average people spend two and a half hours a day on social media apps or 865 hours a year. That is 36 days mm -hmm. of the year of the year. People spend nearly a month of the year just scrolling through social media. 39% of social media report, users report that they are addicted and that's the only the, that's the only percentage of people that are actually willing to admit. Right. I won't admit it, but I'll just oh, admit it on way here. Higher. It's right. way higher. Right. I'm addicted to social media. Yeah. According to Forbes, 88% of millennials trust social media influencers. And these influencers in the marketing for them, they spent 4.14 billion with in 2022. B. Billion with, a B, with a B. To influence, to get people to buy different products or live a life certain way or think and they have to have something. We just trust these people just because. Yeah. It's, uh, it is so crazy. $4.14 billion. And, you know, it's one of the things that, that because of these influencers, again, it elevates the comparison that, that we have. And the comparison yeah. is what kills and robs us of our peace and our sanity. Yeah. So the challenge that is imagine waking up and feeling the need to post on social media about everything you don't like, and then ask the question, why do we feel like we have to have an opinion on everything that we're offended by? Right. Sometimes scrolling is the best thing you could do or just get off it. And what if this year, you know, we're talking about mental fitness. What if this year you only offered your opinion when you were asked? Not mm. saying you should. Mm. It's just if you want to internally take that challenge. I've been taking that challenge for the last couple of years. It's been very freeing for me personally. But we've been challenged around this idea of having wisdom like an owl. And owls are quiet. Even in flight, they're quiet. And I think that's very, very interesting, very challenging because social media is one of those tools, like you said, that causes us to compare so much. And then all of a sudden we're living insane in our thought life because of it. The second one is this, if the S was for social media, the A is for, it always leaves us worrying, always worrying. When we are insane, we're worrying about the lot, a, a lot. Specifically, Paul Young used the term future tripping, which we have adopted, yep. is how often and how much of our lives are spent tripping about future events that statistically never happen. And man, I, I just don't want to live in that journey. I know one of the things it's, it's so easy to talk about, so hard to do. Paul Young said, the best thing that you can do when you start a future trip is to invite Jesus along that future trip with you and see what he has to say about your future tripping. I've actually had to do that so many times over the last year, hmm. but it has been really helpful to, again, reestablish peace in my life because Jesus is 
the Prince of Peace. As 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, that sound mind, self-control. It, it's so important for us to, uh, again, we can't control the thoughts we have, but we can control the thoughts we hold on to in terms of how we think about our current situation and living in the moment, being present to the here and now, because that's the only thing that actually matters. Right. So the highest form of control is self-control. So mm-hmm. like you have the ability um, to control and anything outside of that control, those are the things that why waste time and spend yeah. energy worrying about something that possibly is just out of your control. You yeah. can't do anything about it anyway. And so choose to live in the moment with peace, with Jesus, as you said, not future tripping. Love that. The third thing in what robs our sanity, this is the end. It is never content where you live your life discontented. And this is a huge thing, right? Even if we look at scripture for a minute and Paul says, you know, I have learned the the secret of success, the secret of living a full life. And it says that um, it's basically living in with plenty or living in want. The secret of success is I know I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And what he means in this moment is do the things back to self-control that we can control, do the things that God's given us to do, the things we can't do, the things that are out of our control. Let's stop worrying about them. And I know for me, this, this, it it paints a picture of striving, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of just enjoying in the moment life. And whenever we get to that place where we're striving for more, no, I'm not saying don't work on yourself to be better don't be someone who like doesn't want to grow and learn and you know be better physically emotionally healthy all those things some some things you don't maybe need to be content in but what but what we're talking or content in yeah. yeah what what we're talking about here is this this never being satisfied never being okay to just be in the moment and yeah. i know it's what be is a big thing for you and i know for me um, one of the things in our Bannett family code, if you will, is be where your feet are, like be able to sit in the moment, enjoy the moment, not just thinking about like as a leader, what's next, mm-hmm. what else can we be working on? Who else do we need to make phone calls to? Like what else do we need to do to keep this initiative rolling or, or whatever the case may be? We need to pause from that, I think, and just be satisfied sometimes where we're at the moment. Like I think it was uh, Joyce Meyer, enjoy the journey uh, on the way to the destination. You know? Yeah, for sure. I don't know if you said it. You said the secret to success is contentment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like you, you just quoted Paul in Philippians. So many people take that verse out of context. Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. No, you can't. Right. You cannot do all things. However, when you read it in context, he was talking about the the secret to success, which is contentment. So you can be content in all things through Christ who gives you strength. And contentment is one of those things that I personally, uh, since twenty eighteen, has been have been really focusing on to be content regardless of my situation, regardless if dreams haven't uh, been fulfilled the way that I was hoping or expecting them to be. And that is, yeah, never being content definitely will rob you of your sanity. The fourth one is the I insanity, and it's an intense schedule. There is nothing that will rob your insanity quite like having an intense schedule. And I never knew what an intense schedule was until I had kids in multiple sports. Now we have kids in multiple sports. We also have kids in multiple medical issues every single week. We go to occupational therapy, physical therapy, eye therapy for several of our kids. And it is constant. So much so that my wife and I had like an epiphany last month where we were just like, we need to take control back of our lives because we've allowed our intense schedule to rob us of our contentment, take our joy and take our sanity because we haven't had time for each other. We haven't had time for ourselves. 
And so just getting a little bit more structured in our calendar, but also I've been really challenged by this. And this is what I'm currently living in. Uh, I get home with my kids right off the bus and from like three o'clock until we start getting ready for bed at seven, I have not enjoyed that time. Those four hours are the my least favorite four hours of the day. I hate them if we're being honest. Hate them, hate them, hate them. But those are the only four hours, the true four hours that I get with my kids. And so Julie and I had a conversation just this week. Like something has to change because we both hate that time and it's not getting any better. So either I have to change my approach to that, which is what I'm currently wrestling with because it is robbing me of sanity but it's my own mental mentality that is robbing my sanity in the intense uh, schedule that we have. And so, man, I know I'm going to take this out of context, but Romans 8.37 says we're more than conquerors. Now, again, we're, I'm taking it out of context, but I think you can take think verses out of context as long as you admit it. I'm more than a conqueror in this situation because I, ha- I do have the mind of Christ. And so I have to challenge myself and rewire the way that I think. So now I have to look at 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. as my favorite time of the day. It's not true yet, but I'm going to speak it into existence until it becomes a reality. And that's what I'm processing right now because I'm done with letting those four hours ruin my sanity. Right. And I know I've actually, I've heard a lot of people as well talk about changing schedules or spending money on different things that allows different schedules, you know, in the process of creating that margin for yourself, whether it's hiring babysitters, whether it's hiring you know, someone to clean, like things that you could possibly spend money on if it helps your sanity and yeah. helps you like lessen the intense schedule. That is actually a good thing for you. Not just, you know, thinking about all oh, the money that's spent, but thinking about like the sanity that's saved. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good challenge, but my cheapo ain't doing that. <laughs> Maybe that's why I threw it out because I do. <laughs> wow. Shots fired personally. No, Thank no, you. No, it's all good. No, I'm, Mel and I'm I are going through the yeah. same thing. Like yeah. we both work, our kids are getting older and there's things that we you know, think they should be helping with and things we try to get them to, uh, or have for them scheduled out. But at the same time, it's like, sometimes it's not enough because they are in the sports and traveling sports and all the different things. we got a son getting ready to graduate. So we're trying to spend the time with him and things coming up. And so we're like, we need to get some help, like just with like daily house chores, whether it's asking more for the boys, but the boys don't do them the way we would like for them to be done. You know, that whole so you don't get to eat and it's not, you, no, just <laughs> it's not clean to our level of satisfaction, but things like that. We're thinking about spending money to, to help save our sanity. Yeah. So, uh, another thing, um, or the next thing that robs our sanity, and this is the T it is thinking negatively thinking negative, which is what this whole thing has been about. Right. <laughs> the entire thing, which is really is what about I, our thought life what I was and even not thinking negative, yeah. thinking about with my kids. Like I'm thinking negatively towards it and it's robbing my sanity. Yeah. Well, why it's, don't you just take this, this one on, uh, I know you, you shared this in the sermon about Lisa Turkers yeah. and I've heard you say it before and I've, um, I've thought about the impact of this, especially in the Christian circles. So, yeah. so explain that statistic and well, that story. If you know who Lisa Turkers is, she runs Proverbs 31, uh, ministries, She's big into like women's ministry stuff. I had the honor of serving with her at a capacity in 2011 at Elevation Church. In- incredible woman, but in it, again, if you follow her on social media, you might you might be aware of her personal life. But in 2017, she shared that she and her husband were going to be getting a divorce. And at the time when she shared this, her social media platform was about a quarter of a million of people. So two about 250,000 people followed her on her social media accounts. It was shared that she was getting a divorce 122,000 times by the people that follow her. So big news, big time lady getting a divorce. Well, 
about a year later, her social media following grew from 250,000 people to over a million. So quadruple. And in that process, she, uh, whatever was going on with her spouse, decided to reconcile the marriage and on her social media platforms shared about her reconciliation, that she was reconciling with her husband and they were going to stay married. Now, I don't know if that, if they actually got divorced now in 2024, I don't know if they're, they're married or not, but regardless in 2018, she shares the story of her reconciliation. That was only shared 355 times, not 355,000, 355 times. Right. So bad news was shared 50% of the time by over 50% of her followers. And her followers were only a quarter of a million followers, 155,000 shares. Reconciliation, right. her following is now over a million and only 355 right. people. Less which than is, a hundredth of a 1%. Yeah. Shared, was shared 50,000. Shared 50%. the good news. And it's, if you think about that, that is crazy. The fact that the news of her reconciliation was not celebrated in her Christian community of followers on social media shows that we're not very good at the whole rejoice with those who rejoice part of the command. Right. We, we love we love negativity. We love bad news. And we oh yeah. look at what this person, this person who leads this incredible women's ministry. Now she's getting a divorce. Well, we like to share bad news because oh that look at me if I compare myself to her, I'm doing better than she is. And you're missing the whole point of loving like Jesus. Yeah. We we just love bad news. And so yeah, I I use that as this whole thing of like we love negativity and we've got to challenge that because it's not healthy. Right. No, I love that. So in the process of this mind change out of negativity into thinking positive and speaking positive things over our life, that's what helps like restore or keep our sanity in life. And so, man, I'm telling you, negativity robs you of so much sanity because the it, it's like a... Um, uh, a momentum in negativity. Like when you're negative about a few things or small things, it starts to bleed over in, you know, bigger things. And then before you know it, like you're just walking around as such a pessimistic person. And I promise you, those people do not have their sanity. Yeah. And then, and have you ever noticed that when you get more negative, all of a sudden the people around you become more negative? It's almost like a, like a vampire effect. Everybody likes to suck the blood out of life because they just like to focus on the negativity. Nothing grows, nothing is sustainable. Right, no, and I know uh, Paul picks up on this in uh, Romans chapter 12, verse two, and he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. And this process of renewing your mind, right? It's this word that we a lot of times translate as repent, but really this idea is to look again or to change the way that we think. And so if we have those negative thoughts, right? Sometimes we can't control the thoughts we have, but we can control what we do with those thoughts. Um, whether to believe them, whether to speak them or not. And I think that's part of the renewing process. And this idea of renew, we align ourselves right, as a new creation, as um, someone who understands our full, authentic identity, who we have been and created and have been created since the beginning as this full, authentic, whole, perfected person. We remind ourselves, right, it's to be made new again. Like, no, that's not who I am. And that doesn't line up with my identity and who I am, my authentic self and who I know to be true, um, that, that it is true about me. And so we constantly need to affirm ourselves. I guess is what I'm saying, uh, to overcome that negative thinking about ourselves because it's mostly about ourselves, right? The negativity. Yeah. If I'm honest. For sure. And then the last one, the why is yearly resolutions. And I said this, um, Instead of having yearly resolutions, which rob a lot of people of their sanity because statistically 92% give up before February, 
And I don't know if that statistic is accurate or not. That's just the one that gets plastered on social media. Because again, everything that's on social media is believable and true and facts. But instead of having yearly resolutions or yearly goals, what if we had just daily discipline and we focused on today? And I'm not saying yearly goals are bad. They're not bad if you're going to stick to them. And the only way that you stick to them is by having daily discipline. And so again, these go back to the six ways that rob our sanity S-A-N-I-T-Y is social media, if you're losing, using it for negative, always worrying, never content, intense schedule, thinking negatively, and then having yearly resolutions, which again, isn't necessarily bad, but it is bad if it's robbing you from the moment-to-moment pleasures of life and the moment-to-moment discipline that you have. I know you always challenge, uh, I don't know if it's a famous quote or not, but I love, I heard it first from you, it was like uh, the pain of the pain of discipline. Over the pain of regret. Over the pain of regret. And I, I love was that. Was it mine? I don't know where I heard it, but I... Because it is so true. It. <laughs> it's so true. Like, uh, there's also a, a social media thing going around that says, like, choose your hard. Like, marriage is hard, but divorce is hard. Yeah. So choose it. Like, wh- wh- what are you going to do? Uh, getting out of shape and getting in shape, both are hard. Choose your hard. And it's like, man, that mentality is so challenging because you do have a choice in this. And I want to encourage you to get a little bit better in your daily disciplines, not just spiritually, but physically, mentally, because that's what this is all about is just challenging you around mental fitness. Right. It's about wholeness. Wholeness. And we want you to live holistically in all areas of life um, healthy, whether that is physical, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And that's why we're talking about this today. That's why we're talking about sanity and things that rob it. We want you to be aware of it. Now, it is hard. Like you said, choose your heart. I know for me, um, especially the social media aspect, I've even been called out uh, by my mother-in-law, to be honest, Hey-o. several different times. What up, Teresa? Uh, because I've been on social media at family gatherings or something. Oh. She's like, why do you got your phone out? Like, Scrolling. isn't it you that preached about all the oh, negative <laughs> aspects of social media? Teresa. And, uh, so I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. I got, I'm with zingers. people. I need to put my phone away. Um, <laughs> I'm only laughing because it's the yeah. same thing so Julia it, gets on me too. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, though. We, we definitely need to be mindful of it as we navigate that minefield of our sanity to keep it so that we are um, whole in our mind. Yeah. And so we also want to say if this message uh, and this episode challenged you or inspired you maybe to make a change, whatever the case may be, why don't you reach out and let us know. But if it did challenge you in a good, positive way, we think it did. uh, Why don't you share it with someone, have a conversation, whether it's your spouse, uh, a family member, a coworker, say, Hey, um, check this out because I really yeah. found found this to be very helpful in, in making me aware of some things that might be robbing me of my sanity um, and, and just have conversations. That's why we release these episodes each and every single week. We want them to be a resource for you um, so that you really begin to live out this full abundant life that Jesus has for yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. And if you've lasted this entire episode, can you do me a favor? If you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts. We're at 98. We said that like last month and no one took us up on it. (laughs) If you haven't left that review, get us to 100. We just need two more. That would be great. And if you're not on Apple, don't come up and tell us that you're apologizing. You're not on Apple to leave it. It's okay. We understand. We still love you so much. (laughs) But if you are listening from Apple device, why don't you leave that review? And just with that, above all else, whether you leave a review or you don't, wherever you are, whoever you are, just know you are loved and there's nothing you can do about it.